0: High School Football Preview Show is presented by Lawrence Technological University, where Blue Devils dare. Also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by Hungry Howie's, your home for flavored crust. What's up, State Champs Nation? Time for our yearly preview of the Michigan high school football season. That's right. This program is powered by Lawrence Technological University. If you want a truly transformative college experience, do yourself a favor and take a tour of Lawrence Tech. Sign up for one of the many Blue Devil days. You get a tour, lunch, it's all great. Okay, let's talk football. We've got previews from all over the state of Michigan, but we're going to begin here in Southeast Michigan. State Champs Digital Managing Editor is Matt Mowry. Matt has years and years of service to high school sports. He has been working hard to give us some insight. He's been tasked with previewing the Ann Arbor area, Macomb County, but we're going to begin with Oakland County. So give us the 411 on some of the teams that we need to pay attention to.
1: Well, in Oakland County, obviously, we're going to start with the top division of the Oakland Athletic Association, the Red Division. And that's when that's been where the, the contenders have come from. It's been almost a decade since West Bloomfield and Clarkson were both shut out of that top spot, that's and right. they're picked for the two top two spots again this year. We'll talk more about them later on in the uh, top ten because they're both top ten teams. But right behind those two is a Southfield A and team that is loaded in the passing game. They've got a senior quarterback in Anthony Romph who's going to Florida Atlantic. And three Division One level wideouts uh, in Aaron Folks and transfers Christian Fitzpatrick and Robert Army Jr. And the Warriors return six of seven in the front seven on defense, but they're going to have to be a little stouter on defense than they have been in the last couple of years. Last year, five of the seven OAA Red teams made the playoffs, and Oxford, Lake Orion, and Rochester Adams all returned that key component, the senior quarterback. So we could look at a repeat of that this year. When you drop down to the OAA White, Oak Park is the favorite there. That's a team that has been kind of building towards something. But you, you can't count out Birmingham Groves. That's a team that's won 38 games over the last four seasons and gone to the D2 semifinals twice in three postseason runs. Uh, Marcus Alexander is a, is a steady quarterback under center. Uh, he's got weapons in Clayton Fox, Eli Turner, and Colby Taylor the secondary is strong, led by safeties Caleb Coleman and Ralph Donaldson and corner Jack Curran. In the lower levels of the OAA, North Farmington and Farmington have been the beneficiaries of the closing of Farmington Hills Harrison. They they both got the players that remained after graduation last year. Farmington is already coming off an eight-win season last year, uh, its highest win total in 15 years, and a district title. It has a defense built around Wisconsin-bound linebacker Jordan Turner. But North Farmington, which inherited much of the Harrison coaching staff to help out first-year coach uh, John Hurstain, hasn't made the playoffs since 2013 and hasn't won a playoff game since the 1970s. So the Raiders would dearly love to capture some of that Harrison magic in a bottle. Then we go over to the Catholic League, where Novart Detroit Catholic Central, the Shamrocks have lost nine games over the last two seasons. That hasn't happened since 2005-2006. But if you use that logic to count out the Shamrocks, you can never count them out. They have a stout running game as always, they have a quarterback in Jack Beno behind an experienced line, and they have a stout defense. So they'll probably be right there in contention in the Catholic League as well. It's been an even bigger struggle at Orchard Lake St. Mary's over the last two seasons where they've gone five and 12 combined, uh, missing the playoffs in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 95 and 96. But with quarterback Grant Henson and wideouts Cam Arnold and Anthony and Nchukwu, they certainly have the ter- talent to turn around quickly.
0: John Harrington, the legend himself, is not removed from coaching entirely. He will be a line coach at North Farmington. of course, Hurstein, one of his former assistant coaches. It would be certainly fun to talk North Farmington football on this show. We will see what happens. Let's move now into Macomb County. Why don't we start with the state champs?
1: Which ones? We've got two state champs. Uh, Division one and Division two, about eight miles apart in Clinton Township, Chippewa Valley, that won D1 and Warren De La Salle, which went back-to-back in D2. We start with De La Salle if we want. The, they're the favorites again in the Catholic League Central Division with a big offensive line that features Adam Zepp and Michael Young as well as Ohio State-bound, Grant Tuton. Uh, they get Anthony Stepnitz, their quarterback last year, who miss, missed a lot of the season. He's back for his senior year, and that defense over the last two years has been stifling. It has to re- replace quite a few players, but you can always count on that, that defense really, really clamping down on people. And We go over to the MAC, the Macomb Area Conference. Chippewa Valley is obviously the defending champs, but that's one of those those leagues that always has a team that's gonna set to make a run and it might be the next team below Chippewa Valley this year it might be Macomb Dakota. They've got four or five starters back on the offensive line. They've got uh, they've got a do-it-all back in Dejavian Stepney who plays running back in free safety and they've got a new quarterback in Zach Drosky who replaces the graduated Mark Toko. Romeo was another one of those Mac red teams. If they can stay healthy, Last year they had 14 starters miss two or more games of action. So they've got six starters back on offense and five on defense. So again, that's a, that's a team that's got a lot of experience returning. The, Utica Eisenhower is the only of the MAC Red contenders that's got a, a starting quarterback back with, with Blake Rustigge coming back. Um, they've got five others on offense and they've got a very fast, it's not a big defensive front seven, but it's a fast and quick one. Then when we drop down to the Mac White, Gross Point South hasn't lost a divisional game since 2015, so they're the favorites there. They return a lot of a defense that last year gave up 100 unique points in 10 games. 24 of that was in the opening round loss to Dearborn Fordson, so if they can fix some problems and replace some graduates on offense, that's another team that will rely on that defense to, to keep it close. The Blue Division has a program that's kind of on the rise in Port Huron Northern. Made the playoffs the last three seasons, winning its first ever district title last year. The name that people will probably recognize from that team is Michigan-bound defensive end Braden McGregor. But they also return uh, linebackers Justin Harrison and Luke O'Hare. Seth Klink is back at quarterback, and Theo Ellis is back at running back. Of the MAC teams that were champions last year, they return the biggest core of players and the biggest core of All-Mac players. Yeah, we'll
0: see what really happens with Utica Eisenhower. That's a team who we haven't talked a whole lot about the last couple of seasons. Big game right out of the gate with Brother Rice. First time those two have ever met. Of course, you'll see those highlights on State Chance. We shall see. Let's finish up this section in Ann Arbor. What's up in Washington? Well, the,
1: the- the program that's kind of the bellwether in the Ann Arbor area has been Saline. They've gone 71-12 and 12 since 2012, making the regional finals or beyond five times, going to the finals in 2014, and the semis last year losing both times to Clarkston. They're young again this season. Last year they were young on the lines. This year they'll be young at the skill positions because they've graduated Andrew Arbaugh, the quarterback, and do everything running back, Brendan Monday, and, and MJ Griffin, from who went to Temple, who was all over the place last year. Anthony Ferrari and Larry Robinson will be the, the battle to see who replaces Arbaugh at quarterback. And they have a, a, an experienced wide receiver in Colton Act that they're gonna be able to throw to And on defense, they have Zach Saban, Air Force-bound linebacker Alex Morrison, and defensive back Noah Nelson. They all bring some experience to the defense. Last year at Chelsea, we had obviously one of the new coaches in the area, Josh Lucas, taking over. Started three and two, and they looked like they were maybe, you know, weren't going to come out as well as they wanted to. Finished behind in the SEC-wide a couple of programs that had historically great storylines and historically great seasons in Jackson and Dexter, so they kind of flew under the radar until all of a sudden you looked up in the D4 championship game, oh, there's Chelsea again playing Edwardsburg for for the title. Uh, the Bulldogs lost 90% of their offensive production, primarily from Quinn Stark, their quarterback, and Hunter Neff, their all-star wide receiver. So it could be a little bit of a rebuilding year this year, but again, that's a Chelsea program that is used to losing players like that and kind of reloads rather than rebuilds. One of those teams that we mentioned that had the historically great season was Dexter, where they early on in the season broke what was at the time the state's longest losing streak at 42 games. That alone would be enough for them to have had a great season, except then they made the playoffs for the first time ever. And the Dexter team scored 283 points on offense, which was more than the previous three seasons combined. They have Colin Parachek, their quarterback, coming back, and Antoine Ficklin, Jr., among six starters on offense and six starters on defense coming back as well. So this could be kind of a year where they get to prove whether or not last year was at all a fluke. Another program that's got a returning start quarterback in the Ann Arbor area is Ann Arbor Pioneer, where sophomore at the time, Connor Easthope, grabbed the job in training camp last year and then performed well enough after a little hiccup at the start where he started getting Division 1 offers from a lot of the Mac schools. Um, the Pioneers haven't made the playoffs since 2015 and they haven't gotten the regional round since 2011. So, kind of getting back to where, because that program in the 1980s was one of the you know stud programs in the state. So getting back to that level is probably going to take some baby steps. but. When you've got a quarterback like East top, you certainly have to hope.
0: Yeah, they had some good, good run in the uh, kind of late 2000s. Uh, obviously had some, uh, some teams that uh, were very competitive. Uh, the Dexter Dreadnoughts, you know, it's good to be talking football. We're usually talking cross country and girls swimming in the fall. So interesting to see how they continue to develop. And, of course, it seems like uh, the Celine Hornets have been snake bit when it comes to just finally getting over that major hump and uh, finally winning a championship. We'll see if they can make another run for it. All right, he is Matt Maury, and he will be back to discuss our preseason state champs top 10 rankings. That's coming up in just a bit.
2: Here in West Michigan, the OK Conference never disappoints when it comes to delivering compelling matchups in division races, and the OK Gold this year looks like it might be the best of the bunch. I'm Jason Hutton here at Grand Rapids Christian, where the Eagles were co-champs with rival East Grand Rapids in 2018. Both GRC and the Pioneers look to be contenders again this fall, especially the Eagles, who return nine on defense, five on offense, and have quarterback Easton Hardwin, who was so good last year as a junior, and speedster at running back Thad Gamble as well. The Pioneers are led by their senior star running back, John Shelton, but the OK Gold is deep. You look at Thornapple Kellogg, The Trojans really came on last year with a bunch of juniors, Gabe Nelson, Cole Shoebridge, and the list goes on under head coach Jeff Dock, hopes are high at TK as well, and South Christian can never be counted out. Now for Grand Rapids Christian, their enrollment is as low as it's been, and with eight men team increasing, the Eagles look like they very well could be headed to Division 4 this year if they make the postseason, where they could potentially run into West Michigan at Division 4 power, Grand Rapids Catholic Central. The Cougars should be good, as always, led by outstanding wide receiver Jace Williams, who recently picked up a Michigan State offer. Now, as we go around the area, Muskegon, the Big Reds, been to Ford Field six of the last seven years. They, of course, return arguably the best player in the state in Ohio State commit, Cameron Martinez. But the guy who played quarterback last year as a junior is gonna get to do some other things this year in the Big Red offense because Muskegon has a junior, Amari Crowley, who can really throw it. And the Big Reds plan to play both of them in the same backfield this year on offense. Now, of course, Muskegon's biggest threat in the OK Black over the years has been rival Mona Shores. The Sailors are coming off a trip to Ford Field themselves a 12 two season and a division two state runner up. They were graduated a ton of really good players but maybe the best that they brought back was senior quarterback Caden Burzma. Unfortunately he'll start the season on the sideline as he has a broken bone in his throwing hand and he'll miss the first two games but the sailors have some talented players at the skill positions led by Keandre Pierce. In the OK Green it's deep as always Unity Christian won the division five state championship in 2018 the school's first and They have just 20 varsity players as they start 2019, but numbers are always low at unity, but Craig Tibby's bunch always seems to get it done. They're loaded in the backfield, led by senior quarterback Isaac Tesla and running backs Malachi Obande and Hayden Lard. We move to the OK Red. East Kentwood undefeated outright. OK Red champs last season. Certainly some big roles to fill for EK but they've got some more guys coming. Bryce Mostella, defensive end committed to Penn State, and on the offensive line, Michigan State commit Dallas Fincher. Now last year, the OK Red came down to East Kentwood and Rockford. The Rams should be good as always. Of course, they start the season with head coach Ralph Munger battling a heart condition. He had quadruple bypass surgery and will not be able to coach at least as the season starts, but longtime assistant and very good defensive coordinator Randy Vanderveen is leading the charge in the interim. In the West Michigan Conference, Montague has won the league the last 2 years. The Wildcats were Division 6 state runner-up last year, their third trip to Ford Field under Pat Collins. They lost a large and talented senior class, so they've got a lot of questions to answer, but they do return Pat Collins' son, Drew Collins, at quarterback who played very well for them there as a sophomore. In the SMAC Conference, Portage Northern is coming off its best season since 1981. The Huskies opened their brand new stadium, won nine games including a district championship and among their leading returners, outstanding running back Tyler Amos. Rival Portage Central will open its brand new stadium this fall and the Ponies have made the playoffs seven straight seasons and baseball standout LSU commit Luke Lito will play quarterback for the Mustangs. In the Southwestern Athletic Conference Valley Division, Schoolcraft is loaded. Led by senior standout running back Kobe Clark, but they also return junior quarterback Alex Thole, who had four sophomore wide receivers that become juniors with him as well. The Eagles, the team to beat there, but of course, Kalamazoo United, the defending champs, they lost most of their offense. Led by record setting quarterback Eric Wenzel. The one wide receiver that returns, Christian Bartholomew, is switching to quarterback this year for the Titans who return a lot on defense and figure to play a role as well. As we look ahead to week one on this side of the state, a lot of great matchups in the Wolverine Conference. Edwardsburg was the Division Four state champion last year, but the teams that finished second and third, Pawpaw and Three Rivers, meet in Wildcat Country on the Thursday night, August the 29th. Rockford will be here at Grand Rapids Christian for another blockbuster season opener. And just up the road at East Grand Rapids, Zeeland West visits for another great game. And Belding, loaded with talent, brought in Monty Price as head coach from Reed City. They'll open at home against the team it lost to in the first round of the playoffs last year, Oak Ridge. The Eagles always really good as well. A lot to look forward to in West Michigan, high school football 2019.
3: I'm Alex Sims with a preview of what's going on in the Lansing area. And we start with St. John's, or early Monday morning, if you will. The countdown clock to midnight and the first practice of the year at St. John's High School. The Red Wings coming off a 5-5 five five season and under the direction of a new head coach this season. Andy Schmidt comes home. He was a star quarterback at St. John's back in the early 2000s. He now gets his chance to run the program at his alma mater and he's only 32 years old and his red wing players were thrilled with the opportunity to hit their own field of dreams as the clock struck midnight and they wait until around two o'clock in the morning the grand ledge comets who are also under the direction of a new head coach this year he's joe bry who takes over for longtime coach matt bird who left following last season to take the head coaching job at reese puffer high school in muskegon And Bri is happy to be home. That's right, Bri not only graduated from Grand Lange in 2005, but played on the varsity squad as a free safety in 2003 and in 2004. Now to Holt. Chad Falk is beginning year number five as a Rams head coach and he's elated about this group. He has 20 seniors who he calls all high quality guys and they've been in his system for four straight years. The goal this offseason was to get stronger, get bigger, get faster. So Coach Fritz, the Rams strength and conditioning coach came up with an idea to do just that and it involves those shiny gold sledgehammers
2: of got away from being that blue-collar hard-working kid and and this year with this group of seniors that we have that kind of embraced that all the way down through the freshmen. And go! Ever since they had a really intense workout with the hammers and tires and all this they've actually gone out and painted them and have slept with them and all these things so we're getting back to those old blue collar roots of, of working hard for everything we get.
3: Our next stop takes us to Fowlerville High School where the high flying gladiators are all fired up for the first week of the season. They're trying to be a force in the fiercely competitive C double A C white, but with Lansing Catholic and Portland in the same league, it's difficult to keep up. John Fletcher is the coach of the Glads, and he's one of the youngest head coaches in the area. Just 28 years old and entering his third season at the helm. Fowlerville just missed the playoffs last season, finishing with a four and five record, so they're ready to roll. The
4: kids are excited. We've had a great offseason, great summer. Mm-hmm. Um, just the energy is really there and beautiful day out, so we're really excited. Enthusiastic, fast, hard effort. Let's go. Four expectations. Let's go. Ah! Well, we're trying to build off the success we had last year, and we struggled at times, but we did a lot of things well, and we're just trying to continue to build. Um, a tough league. But we're excited for what we got and what we can look
3: forward to. And lastly, we head to Portland High School, an electrifying team last year. The Raiders were undefeated all season until falling in the state championship game to Hudsonville Unity Christian. And the Raiders also had one of the best running backs in the area in Jacob Veal. He has since graduated, so the Raiders have a lot of new faces this year and young faces according to 21st year head coach John Navarra. The big question for his team is on the offensive side of the ball and who will fill the void after.
1: I think that instead of having one big horse uh, running back, we're going to be a little bit more diverse, have several kids that can do the job, and I think we may throw the football a little bit more this year. we got some good skilled kids, but I don't think we're going to have the one guy that we give the ball two thirty times again. We feel like uh, teams are going to have to defend us a little bit different because we're going to use all parts of the field.
3: I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where blue devils dare.
0: What's up guys, Lauren Plant here to tell you about a real cool program we've developed. We're always looking for new and unique ways to celebrate the sweat and sacrifice our student-athletes put in. Now, when it comes to awards, seems like the seniors have it locked up. Most Player of the Year awards seem to be reserved for seniors and seniors only. Well, not anymore. For the 2019-2020 school year, State Champs is introducing the All-Junior Teams. For every MHSAA sport, and I mean every sport, State Champs will name the top male and female junior at the end of their season. All season long, you can follow the watch list at StateChampsNetwork.com, on the State Champs show, and on social media. After all, juniors are upperclassmen. They should be treated as such. State Champs will finally be the media organization to award the best of the best. Stay tuned.
5: I'm Greg Molzen, getting ready for the high school football season in the Flint area, and let's start with the area's defending state champion, New Lothrop. Won the Division Seven state title last year, beating Madison Heights Madison 50 to 44 in the highest-scoring game in state finals history. And the Hornets have the quarterback who led that explosive offense, Avery Moore, back to try to do it again.
2: I, I mean, I'm a little biased, but I believe he's one of the best quarterbacks in the state, especially best dual-threat quarterback in the state. Um, and he's literally like having another coach on the field. So having him for another year is obviously a blessing.
4: I want to like you know break what I did last year. I want to like obviously I want to get more total yards, more total touchdowns. But right now like I kind of like my focus is like kind of just like with the team. And like I want to like do what I can do to get the team to like you know state championship again.
5: Led by the Grand Valley State commit, and with six starters returning on each side of the ball, the Hornets believe. They have the talent to get back to Ford Field. The key is going to be their mindset and they insist they are not satisfied.
4: Getting there again is something that everybody would want to do. Like if you've been there, you know you want to be there again. So like, that's like just like the motivation and like it's it's awesome. As soon as we walked off that field, the guys that were gonna be back, I mean we weren't even off
2: the field yet and they all said hey, we want to do this again. So um I think for us it's been great motivation I mean cuz we all we now we know that feeling we all want that feeling again so we're you know going to try to do whatever it takes to get back there and and have that same feeling again
5: With New Lothrop's move to the Mid-Michigan Activities Conference last season Flint Hamity took over as the top team in the Genesee Area Conference. The Hawks put together their first ever undefeated regular season and won their first ever district championship last year. They should be good again with 16 returning starters. For the first time in eight years, Fenton is not the defending champ in the Flint Metro League. As Flushing and Brandon tied for the title, the Tigers will be looking to get back on top this year in an expanded Metro League that will now feature two divisions and a crossover game for the overall championship. Lapeer is the defending champ in the Saginaw Valley Blue Division. The Lightning had their third perfect regular season in five years, before losing in the regional final. Led by Phoenix Dixon, the Lightning should be loaded again with the goal of making it farther in the postseason.
2: We've been right there close. I think we've lost, the four times that we've lost in the tournament, four of those times the team has ended up in the finals, and three of them, they've won it. So we're close, uh, we just got to break through. You know, and do, keep, keep doing what's right, we don't need major changes. BUT JUST LITTLE THINGS.
4: WE'VE BEEN WORKING HARD IN THE OFF SEASON, EVEN MORE IN THE WEIGHT ROOM BECAUSE WE WANT TO GET BACK TO STATE CHAMPS. WE WANT TO BE OVER THERE. WE LOST, TOUGH LOSS LAST YEAR AT CLARKSTON. VERY UNFORTUNATE, BUT WE'RE WORKING EVEN HARDER TO GET RIGHT BACK TO WHERE WE WERE.
5: MOVING NORTH TO THE VALLEY RED DIVISION, MIDLAND WILL BE LED BY JUNIOR QUARTERBACK AL Money, WHO GOT CALLED UP FROM THE JV TEAM AFTER THE VARSITY TEAM LOST ITS FIRST TWO beams. THE MOVE PAID OFF, WITH MONEY LEADING THE CHEMETS ALL THE WAY TO THE DIVISION II STATE SEMIFINALS. THEY'LL BE TRYING TO TAKE THE LEAGUE TITLE AWAY FROM MOUNT PLEASANT. THE OILERS PUT TOGETHER A SURPRISING PERFECT REGULAR SEASON, BUT THEY KNOW THEY WON'T SURPRISE ANYONE THIS SEASON. ABSOLUTELY, AND IT'S NOT OUR FIRST TIME you know, COMING OFF A SEASON LIKE THAT, RIGHT? YEAH, SO WE KNOW THAT WE ARE GOING TO BE THE TARGET,
4: uh, WE'RE GOING TO BE CIRCLED ON THE CALENDARS, WE'RE GOING TO BE ALL THOSE THINGS. And, Anytime you're the returning champion, you're gonna be the one everybody's trying to knock off. So I think the Saginaw Valley North is gonna be as tough as it's been in quite a while,
5: and um, we're really gonna have our work cut out for us this year. Big changes have come to the Tri-Valley Conference with the league moving from three divisions to just two. Frankenmuth has won seven straight East Division titles, but the Eagles will face a tough challenge this year. With Swan Valley moving to the east, the Vikings have gone 17-1 over the last two regular seasons, making it to the Division 5 state final two years ago and the semi-final last year. In the Tri-Valley West, Ithaca has not lost elite games since 2009, but the Yellow Jackets will now be joined in the West by Millington, the team that ended their season in the first round of the playoffs last year. THAT LOSS ALONG WITH THE END OF THEIR 73-GAME REGULAR SEASON WINNING STREAK HAS GIVEN THE JACKETS PLENTY OF MOTIVATION GOING INTO THIS YEAR AS THEY'LL TRY TO MAKE IT TO FORD FIELD FOR THE EIGHTH TIME IN 10 YEARS. I MEAN THAT'S A LOT OF MOTIVATION OBVIOUSLY. Um, YOU KNOW WE WERE HOPING TO GO A LOT FURTHER THAN WE DID
4: LAST YEAR BUT Knowing that we lost in the first round, there's a lot more motivation, kind of knowing, hey, it's not it's not just gonna happen just because we're Ithaca. we gotta be willing to put in the work There's a little bit of pressure because I mean there's such big shoes to pull, because we've been so good in the past and last year we weren't really good. We didn't finish very finished very far, so some pressure this year for sure. Well
1: I think they want to leave their mark. You know, there's
4: no there's no doubt. And we've talked to them about that is
6: you know they they've those teams before you have earned everything that they've got and now it's your chance to earn your place in Ithaca football history and how do you want to be remembered.
7: Now it's time to talk about Northeast Michigan last season eight area teams advanced to postseason play.
4: This year we've got a few changes from coaches to divisions and more starting with 11-man football. A lot of adjustments are to be expected for the Alpino Wildcats. First-year head coach Eric Mitchell is bringing a lot of changes to the defensive side of the ball Last year, the Wildcats finished with a record of 3-6 for Class A and the defense couldn't carry the load. On the other side of the ball, the offense was the main flaw when it came down to the final stretch. Even though the Wildcats are working with a 29-man roster, the expectations are very high.
2: We're a little small on the roster size, but I think we're looking solid and it's going to be a good year.
3: We still have lofty goals. We We have guys that can make plays, we have athletes in this school, we know what we can do. Um, you know, looking at our schedule, we definitely picked up a couple tough non-conference games. We play in a pretty difficult conference, uh, but we still have really, you know, really high goals for this season.
7: Oscoda is bringing back a stronger team this season after finishing last year 8-2 in Class C. Heels dominated Northeast Michigan, but fell short in the first round of playoffs. Head coach Mark Whitley is returning at least eight seniors, including quarterback Braden Malik and All-State junior wide receiver Owen Franklin. All of the action starts up front with linemen Christian Ward and Adam Hine, a fast, hard-hitting team that will be tough to stop.
4: We got a really quick, strong, competitive team. We did lose a lot of big guys on the front, but honestly I think we made up for it in speed and strength.
6: We have offensive linemen that can run as fast as our backs. That makes it difficult. We get out and run on jet, and it's tough.
4: Switching gears to the rivals, the Tawas Braves are hungry for a district title in Class B. Last year the Braves finished with a 5-4 record. It was a short postseason for the Braves as they lost in pre-district to Kingsley by a score of 62-22. Tawas is returning a ton of seniors to this year's roster including wide receiver Camden Grove. Overall this is a team that is very confident heading into the regular season and they're taking it one day at a time. We're all competitive and we've been lifting this whole offseason. I'm pretty confident.
2: So far so good. Uh, I just like I said, I take it slow, and um, I, I love what I see so far. And hopefully tomorrow is another good day.
7: Rogers City is looking to have another great season under second-year head coach Jesse Fencermaker for Class C. Hurons finished last season eight and two, losing in the first round of playoffs. This year, Roger City returns seven seniors, including wide receiver Jalen Fleming and JD Ellenberger. Lewis Fleming will charge out of the backfield with first-year varsity quarterback Isaac Hine, who has a cannon for an arm. Expect to hear dual threat offense to make a playoff run this season.
1: Ever since he was on GB, we knew he'd be a stud when he was playing. I mean, he could throw a beautiful ball, and as long as his head's up, I mean, we should be doing great.
5: Teams aren't going to know what to make of us, whether we're going to run or pass. Uh, we're going to keep them on their toes.
4: Switching over to eight man football, the Posen Vikings look to make some more noise in Class D. The Vikings finished with an 8-3 record. This year, the offense looks to put up big numbers led by senior quarterback George Kroll. Last year, this high-flying offense averaged over 39 points a game. They hope to keep the momentum going heading into this season, but everyone needs to do their job. Yeah, I think this year it's going to depend on basically how hard everyone works. Everyone's got to play their role. I got to carry out the fakes, make the decisions. The guys got to carry out the fakes. Linemen got to block and I mean, Everybody's got to play their part. Mayo is going to be
7: the hidden gem in eight-man play. The Thunderbolts have not won a game in two years, but this season they are bringing in some basketball height at wide receiver with three kids over six feet tall, which will help senior quarterback Brendan DeFlorio and running back Pete Sosha.
3: I've had the same quarterback here for four years, and he only continues to get better every year, and I expect you know big things out of him. We have a lot of tall receivers and they
0: can all go up and high point the ball, catch the ball. Running, passing, we're looking to be really balanced.
4: We've never been a big threat passing, so in this year with River and Brendan and Drew, we can really throw the ball up high and let them go get it. And on defense, we've got great inside linebackers. They're going to tackle people and hit them hard. I'm Jake Vanderbrook.
7: And I'm Laura Zaliska with the preview from Northeast Michigan.
4: I'm Jake
8: Durant and we preview the Upper Peninsula as we head into the season. If there's one word to best describe this year's football landscape in the UP, it would be parody. There may not be a favorite in any conference leading up to the kickoff of the season, which should mean countless weeks of entertaining football. The closest thing to a favorite might be the Rapid River Rockets. Playing in the 8-player league, Rapid River is the only defending champion from the UP. They were able to capture their first Division II state championship last season after runner-up finishes in 2011 and 2013. They will have to reload their defense who loses All-UP Dream Team selections, defensive end Sam Orth and linebacker Lenny Maneri. The offense will focus around All-UP first-teamer, running back Tyler Sunling. The Rockets look to make the postseason for the ninth straight season since joining the 8-player league in 2011. We will see a new face on the sideline for a storied UP program, Ishpeming welcomes in George Nimi as their new head coach. Nimi takes over for legendary head coach Jeff Olsen, who spent 27 years with Ishpeming. Olsen led the Hematites to the MHSAA Division 7 state championship game five times, including four straight appearances from 2012 to 2015, and he won the state titles with Ishpeming in 2012, 2013, and 2015. Nimi says he will stick to Olsen's winning formula, running the ball out of their wildcat formation and playing hard-nosed defense. Ishpeming will face some pretty stiff competition in the Westpac Conference. The Calumet Copper Kings won the Westpac Championship last season going a perfect 9-0, but they lose a lot of production on both sides of the ball. West Iron County is always tough and we can't forget about Nagani and Iron Mountain who return experience under center. The Miners will lean on three-year starter Jason Waterman to help guide them back to the top of the conference. The Mountaineers will have all the confidence in Marcus Johnson. Johnson most recently led the basketball team to the state title game. In the Great Northern Conference, Marquette and Escanaba shared a GNC title last season. The Eskimos and Redmen played in an instant classic last year. After Escanaba took the lead in overtime, the Redmen scored on their first possession, and then they went on to score the game-deciding two-point play. You can expect the Eskimos to have that game marked on their calendar this upcoming season. Dave Howes always fields a tough, deep team who will look to wear you down throughout the game with a physical run game and defense. Marquette welcomes in first-year head coach Eric Mason who takes over for Dave Lahillier. The Redmen had arguably the most explosive offense in all of the UP last season, but they lose big-time weapons Adam Jenchek and All-State receiver Ethan Martish. But Mason and company think they have the playmakers to make up for that lost production.
0: All right, time to get back into some Southeast Michigan football. To do that, proud member of the state champs team, Scott Bernstein, back
6: ready to talk some football. Stupid pigskin paradise, best time of the year. Fall's about to uh, hit us. Football's about to be here, full force. I'm ready to go. Let's run and gun.
0: All right, so Matt Mallory covered uh, various counties in the earlier portion of the show. Bernie is here to talk about Detroit City Limit football. Uh, what's happening in the downriver area, and then also uh, kind of that area that kind of spreads out—that K L A A yeah, Western, Western Wayne, Wayne kind of slash yes,
6: slash L V C right. K-L-A-A.
0: All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about the
6: city, and of course, you want to start with the big dogs. Yeah, you know we're in a real renaissance period, I think, for prospecting uh, in the city of Detroit. I mean, just blue chippers coming out of the woodwork everywhere. This year, when you're talking about blue chippers in the city of Detroit, you got to start with Detroit King. They got five blue chippers right now. Uh, starting with a fab frosh, uh, a diaper dandy at quarterback. Dante DJ Moore, only a freshman. He's getting the starting nod. He's already got a Michigan offer from Jim Harbaugh. Then you move over to some of the weapons he's gonna have to play with. Rashawn Williams, wide receiver, top-rated wide receiver in the, in the state of Michigan. He's a four-star, going to Indiana. He's gonna be handing the ball off to Penny Boone. Uh, probably the best running back in the senior class. Had a huge state finals last year. Kings coming off state championships in three of the last four years. On the line, DeAndre Buford, another four star talent. Uh, just a, a road grader up front, going to provide a lot of protection. He's committed to Kentucky. Uh, and then Jalen Reed in the secondary as a junior. Really good safety, rangy, instinctive. Love him. And then a, a real supersonic sleeper special, in my opinion. Best value for uh, defensive back right now on the prospect market, senior Joe Frazier at King. Let's move over to Cast Tech for a second. Um, this year, they don't have the, 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 the four stars, the five stars. They got a lot of real nice two and three stars. They don't have the skill positions, you know, the high level college bound studs at the skill positions they have, but they still have a lot of talent. Sebastian Brown's moving in at quarterback. You got the King boys, Kobe King, uh, Kaylen King, linebacker, cornerback. Then they got two potential blue chippers up front in uh, Raheem Anderson and Terrence Enos. I really like those guys. Detroit Denbys got two uh, real intriguing prospects to look at when you're getting outside of King and Cass. Uh, on the defensive line. Latrell Tompkins is a defensive end. He's committed to Toledo. And then Jermaine Trammell is another guy that uh, people are starting to look at as a defensive lineman. Going into the smaller schools, Detroit, Loyola. John Callahan came back last year, you know, uh, just gangbusters, right out of the right out of the game. He's got nine prep bowl championships at Loyola. Had taken a little uh, reprieve. Uh, on the sidelines a little bit, came back, took them back into the playoffs. They got a really nice uh, group of players up, up up front, a beefy line, and then it's a nice uh, uh, storyline going on over at Loyola right now. Uh, they got about six alumni that have come back uh, to coach with John Callen. Beautiful, beautiful. How about yeah. over in River Rouge, a little outside? Coming off an early playoff exit last year, they're coming off uh, uh, four seasons where they've gone to uh, the state semifinals three of the past four years. Uh, this year, breaking in a new quarterback, uh, my boy Manny Fresh Ferguson's over at Lawrence Tech. Uh, you know. Calling signals for the Blue Devils. Now we're moving in. uh, Marianne Robowski is going to take over. He's an athletic dual threat quarterback, you know, in a similar mode to to Manny Fresh Ferguson. Uh, DeAndre Bully is their running back. Uh, Just a very uh, powerful running back. Uh, He's at the forefront of a lot of great power runners we have in the state right now. Uh, Xavier Smith is an Eastern Michigan commit. He's a wide receiver. He'll be catching the ball. And then uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you got Deshaun Walker, the linebacker, going to Toledo. You got David uh, Carter, who's a cornerback going to Eastern Michigan, and then another guy that you really need to look for in terms of a, a sleeper, Josh Wiley's coming over from the PSL. He played at Cody last year. was one of the best players in the PSL last year that no one knew about. This year, you gotta know about him at River Root.
0: Right, and because they don't necessarily play a really heavy hard schedule they do have some uh, nice out of conference games uh they take on grand rapids catholic central in week
6: one so that should be very interesting corey parker's who's doing an excellent job taking that program and really making it an elite program in the statement all right how what's happening in the Downriver area yeah, then we're going to start talking about belleville uh you know i call them a microwave superpower they seem to be tracking towards a possible microwave dynasty Uh, I think they've. uh, I've been real impressed with the incremental improvements they've made over these last couple years, taking those steps. This year, it's really, uh, you know, a fourth fielder bust. Uh, They got a lot of talent again. Christian Dewey Reed's coming back, his third year starting under center. Uh, You know, he's a little small for for a quarterback, but that actually, you know, the trend is going towards smaller quarterbacks. Doesn't have the college love that you think you'd have considering that he threw for like 3,000 yards last year, almost 50 touchdowns. This will be big. This, the, his, the stats speak for themselves, the playmaking speaks for itself. He's a guy that people will get hip to very soon, uh, but there's a ton of talent there. Uh, Jalen Williams, is receiver, really nice uh, now that uh, uh, Barnett's gone off to Michigan State. Coleon Smith up front's going to Indiana. Uh, you got Jamari Budin. Uh, as a linebacker prospect, he's got a bunch of big Big 10 schools offering him right now and interest, uh, interested in him. Maybe the best set of cornerbacks in the whole state, Andre Seldon, the fastest uh, player in the secondary in the whole state he's going to Michigan at one corner And then you got Brandon Des Fernandez at the other corner. He's going to Iowa. So you got two big ten bound uh, Corners lockdown corners uh, in the secondary and then uh, safety Ronnie Jackson to me is a guy of great value I love him at the free safety spot and then Mike Jenkins is an underclassman I look for getting a lot of uh, interest right now uh, at the division one level moving on to some other schools that are uh, You know to, to, to be of note in that area you got uh, Carlson Without question, the most versatile player in the state, Ian Stewart, he's going to Michigan State. He can play running back, receiver, quarterback, linebacker, safety, return kicks. He does it all. His brother Bryce Stewart is going to be the main tailback. Uh, And then on the defensive side of the ball, they got Anthony Estrada captaining the secondary from a safety spot and Nick MacArthur on the defensive line. Allen Park had a real nice year last year. They won a district. They got one of the best running backs downriver coming back in Nico Tiberi as a senior. Colton Caswell is going to take over at quarterback. From the linebacker spot, Johnny Ball does a great job quarterbacking that defense uh, along with uh, Andy Rosman and Mack. Alvarez on the defensive line, uh, Johnny Ball is a linebacker. Wyandotte, you got Jalen Pitchford, one of the best junior quarterbacks in the state, starting to get a lot of Division One love. A uh, dual threat, a guy that threw for about close to 20 touchdowns last year in his first year uh, starting. He's got uh, a nice running back, Christian Cooper, to hand the ball off to. On the defensive side of the ball, Logan McGraw uh, as a linebacker, and Richard Clark as a defensive end uh, bringing that pass rush. Woodhaven's a school that had a nice, uh, nice campaign last year, Clarence Corbett one of the better tailbacks in the league. He's a guy to look out for. Uh, And then Josh Waters, that quarterback. Fortune's got a really nice quarterback that's coming into the mix. A guy that could be a real game changer these next couple years. Ali Baidun, he's gonna take over the reins. And then uh, they got James Wheeler, who's a bowling ball of a running back, a type of guy that you you get uh, get moving downhill, he's tough to stop. So, Dearborn is, a, is another intriguing story. I don't know the last time the Pioneers had two blue chip recruits. Right now they got two guys going to the Big Ten. Uh, wide receiver, tight end Tommy Guajardo, one of the hottest prospects in the offseason uh, committed to Michigan State. And then Ali Saad on the defensive line headed to Minnesota. Over at Brighton, Will Jones, the quarterback, he's off to Indiana. Colton Newberry is stepping in, he's going to have a, a new uh, Uh, pass target to play with in Ruben Salinas who's coming over from those Friday night lights of the Lone Star State, coming over from Texas, landing in Brighton. He'll be probably be one of the better receivers in the KLAA this year. All right, let's head back
0: into kind of Western Oakland County, the South Lions Walled Lake Schools.
6: Yeah, so let's go over to the Lakes Valleys Conference. Last year South Lion ran the table, uh, won the whole thing won the league kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. This year they're going to be the favorite. Connor Fracassi, uh, the signal caller, three-year starter. He's back. He's got a great stable mate to stretch the field with. And Brandon Locke, he's committed to Michigan State, one of the better uh, receivers in the LDC. Um, and then Jesse Powell uh, is going to be at the forefront of that defense. He can play linebacker. He can play on the defensive line and rush the passer. Lakeland is another team that snuck up on people last year, kind of a, a group of no names, not a lot of college recruits, just really gritty, hard-nosed football players. Dakota Myers, another great power back, uh, has ran for over a thousand yards both his sophomore and junior year. He should be one of the best running backs in Oakland County this season. Uh, Wald Lake Western, you know, this offseason has been a bit controversial uh, with the ineligibility ruling of their Northwestern commit receiver uh, Abdur Rahman Yasin, but you know they have a lot of depth to rely on even if Yasin doesn't get eligible via an appeal. Zach Trainers coming in the quarterback. He started as a freshman at Heartland, then came over to Western last year, backed up Sam Johnson, learned a lot. He's the type of kid that, in my opinion, by next year he could be the best quarterback in the senior class for the class of 2021. That's how talented he is. Six foot, six foot two, he's broad. Uh, just great command in the presence, can make all the throws, and is just the definition of a leader. They're moving C.J. Brown, their Northern Illinois commit, who's going to uh, Northern Illinois as a safety, he was a tailback last year. This year you're going to see him in the slot, you're going to see him split out as a wide receiver. He's going to be a little more versatile version of CJ Brown. Uh, and then let's just finish up real quick with Wald Lake Northern. They're my sleeper in the LVC, bringing back a lot of veterans on the line, specifically Kyle Arnoldy, a four-year starter going to Western Michigan. He's a guy that's really been the linchpin in the trenches. And then they got Seamus Hunt. He's a tight end starting to gain some traction on his receiving. And then a real sleeper at quarterback, Carter Mulholland will be in his first year starting. A lot of buzz around this kid in the offseason. There you go. He is Scott Bernstein. He is a proud member,
0: card carrying member of the state champs scout team. You've now heard about teams from all over the state. That is the preview. When we come back, We're gonna preview with Matt Mowry, our first preseason state champs, top 10. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports, and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted. Just whistle. Touchdown, Celtics. LP here to let you know that we are soon set to debut our new focus on recruiting many of the guys you hear from now, including Matt Mowry, Scott Bernstein, T.J. Kelly, Dan Stickrat, and more will make up the new State Champs scout team. Beginning in September, a weekly State Champs scout show will air every week along with companion blogs at statechampsnetwork.com. Of course, we'll talk football, but just like State Champs mission to cover all sports, we will focus on a different sport every week and we will talk each and every sport in each season, the hottest recruiting news and more coming soon to statechampsportsnetwork.com and every State Champs social media platform.
8: You do know you want a contest to spend a whole day with me, right?
5: Mm-hmm. And you just want to see here and eat this delicious pizza? We could do other things.
1: Mm, mm, mm. A little
0: help.
5: Mm.
0: some people will do anything for flavor now get a meal deal to fit any budget at the home of flavored trust hungry back inside the state champs studios now to talk our preseason state champs top 10 football teams heading into the 2019 season our digital managing editor matt mowry back in the house. Talk about working hard. Trying to assemble the state's preseason top 10 is exhausting. Granted, he's not alone in this venture. He has done it. Let's reveal the top 10, and please talk about a few of these squads.
1: Well, we talked earlier on in the show about some of the teams that are right on the precipice and they just need to kind of fall over that hump. The top three in our list here are all teams that are kind of in that situation. Our number one going into the season is West Bloomfield a program that's made it to the finals two years ago. They won a district title last year. Uh, They've made the playoffs in five straight seasons after playing in the postseason just twice prior to Ron Bellamy's arrival in
2: 2010.
1: They're 44 and 14 since 2014, and they've been right there behind Clarkston in the OAA Red. This is just gonna be one of those, can they take that next step? They've got eight starters back on defense, including their entire defensive line, featuring Cincinnati bound Sterling Miles at defensive end, and backed up by a pair of Michigan commits in middle linebacker Cornell Wheeler and safety Makari Page. On offense, there's a D1 quarterback in C.J. Harris, a four-star running back in Donovan Edwards, but the Lakers do need to replace their middle three on the offensive line. Uh, between the two tackles that, that returned. And another team that had big losses to graduation, and if you just looked at that for Belleville, about all of their players that went on to the next level, a lot of them to Michigan State, you would think that this would be a rebuilding year until you look at what the Tigers have coming back. This is another program that took a step forward last season. They won their KLA in their first year in the league, and they made it out of the second round of the playoffs for the first time in program history. This is a team that, again, is right on that precipice of taking the next step forward. One of the things that they're going to have to do better than they did last year, according to the entire coaching staff, is play defense better. The next team that we talk about that is right on the precipice is Oak Park from the OAA White. They've made the playoffs in seven straight seasons, but they've yet to win a regional title since Greg Carter showed up in 2011. The Knights did lose a quarterback in Dwan Mathis, who's now at Georgia, and both of their running backs they might not miss a beat offensively. Frank Black takes over under center for Mathis. Um, and he has weapons in king-size pass catcher Malik Carr and Davion Prim, and Penn State-bound athlete Enzo Jennings, who's primarily a safety, may show up a little bit on offense this year. And that doesn't even talk about the jumbo-sized offensive line that has possibly the best player in the state in Justin Rogers right. at tackle, along with Rashawn Benny, who is almost as well thought of at the other tackle. On defense, you have both of those guys, along with Tremaine Oliver and Donde Price on the line, and then you have Jennings and Jalen Mines in the secondary. That is a talent-packed team, and that's part of the reason we have them so high, is that it's time for them to translate that talent into production and into a title. Most of the rest of the top 10 are teams that have done it in the recent past, whether it be Warren De La which is now the two-time defending D2 champions, or a Detroit King team, which is the defending D3 champion, or D1 Power Castech, which has been either contending for a title or right there on the cusp, and Clarkston. At Chippewa Valley, that's another team that, that we talked about that they kind of got over their hump last year a little bit. They'd won a title before, but it had been quite a while since they'd won a title. So this Last year was kind of a little bit their coming out party. They've got massive losses to graduation too when you look at all of the players that are now playing in college, but they return four out of five on the offensive line. And they've got Josh Kolka, who played wide receiver last year, to take over under center for Tommy Schuster, who was their their established quarterback last year. And they've got Myron Harris and Antoine Gunter back at running back. And Quillen Howes, Miles Harris, and Cartier Johnson all give them options on the perimeter. It's just going to be, again, rebuilding that front seven for them as well and how much they can kind of control the clock with that offensive line and running game. And then at number nine, we have a Clarkston team that is as hard to get out of the top 10 or get rid of as a summer cold. I mean, as much as you want to drop them out every single year, all they do is end up in the finals again. It's a team that again, like last year, has to replace almost everybody at the skill positions. But when you can build around tackles like four-star Garrett Dellinger, and four-star Rocco Spindler who play on both lines. You've got those two guys protecting a new quarterback in Mike DiPillo and then they'll just reload around those guys and that's one of those programs that until they take that step back, they belong in the top ten every year. Yeah, Two
0: anchors right there for Clarkson for two more years to come. Uh, So yeah, you can never count out the Wolves. We get the emails, we see the comments but until they prove us wrong, Clarkson's always going to be right there in the mix. Hey, big matchup in week one, Chippewa Valley taking on Celine. That will be our main event. It's the Thursday night, uh, nightcap at the PKC down at Wayne State. So you might want to check that out. And if you see us there say hello. Well that is our show. Remember State Champs airs next week Sunday September 1st at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit and on State Champs Network's Facebook page, YouTube, and Instagram account. Of course it will also be loaded up at statechampsnetwork.com. State Champs Extra Points talk show, it's gonna be a live show and it airs every Friday night from 10 30 p.m. to 11 p.m. You can watch it live on our Facebook and YouTube channel. State Champs TV. Let's talk next week. Thanks for watching. State Champs High School Football Preview Show is presented by Lawrence Technological University, where Blue Devils Dare. Also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics, and by Hungry Howie's, your home for
7: flavored crust.